Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99 at participating U.S. restaurants. Price may vary. Here we go again, 11 p.m., and the battle begins. He kicks off the extra comforter. She grumbles and pulls it back up. They toss and turn. Covers go up. Covers go down. It's the same every night. One is too hot. One is too cold. No one is happy. No one is getting optimal sleep. There will be no spooning tonight. But there's an answer for relationships that run hot and cold. The Pod by 8 Sleep. The Pod is the first bed to combine dynamic temperature regulation with sleep tracking to ensure you both get a good night's sleep. That means you both can have it your own way. Each side of the bed is programmable and will respond in real time to keep your body at the optimal temperature for deep and restful sleep. No more battling over the covers, heater, or AC. The stats say it all. Customers who sleep on the pod fall asleep faster, toss and turn 25% less, have a 17% increase in periods of deep sleep, all in a crazy, comfortable bed. Go to 8sleep.com news to order the pod right now. You can get $150 off your pod and free shipping at 8sleep.com slash busted. That's 8sleep.com slash busted. E-I-G-H-T sleep.com slash busted. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, a historic episode for Busted Open as we have the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer, and WWE Hall of Famer, Bully Ray, live in studio. What two better people to talk about what they're saying could be the most violent match of all time in AEW's pay-per-view. John Moxley and Kenny Omega, and also Bully, we talk about Chris Jericho, your AEW champion, going up against Cody Rhodes. Jericho and Cody, Mox and Omega, two of the matches that everybody in pro wrestling has been talking about, but I'm going to tell you what I would have done differently. Interesting. Again, Bully Ray and Tommy Dreamer live in studio on one show. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. There's a lot to get into today, especially with full gear from Saturday. And of course, a match in that main event, which had everybody talking all over social media. I'll say this, that pay-per-view ended pretty late after 1130 Saturday night. I did not have any problem with when that show ended. To me, it breezed by. I started watching it at 7 o'clock when they had the pre-show start with Taz on commentary, which I thought he did a tremendous job. 
there wasn't one point where I was like, wow, this this card is slow. This show is slow. They need to keep this moving. And, of course, with the main event, after it was over, I watched it again. And yesterday, I watched the entire show again. I thought that was a damn good pay-per-view on Saturday night. Wow, you watched a lot of the same show. I like it. I did. I actually really, I thought, to me, I thought that was the pay-per-view of the year. Over WrestleMania, yes. which was one hell of a show. It was, but... That's also a show that you're looking at your watch and wondering when the hell that was going to end. Well, that so, was because you were in, you were there. Yeah, but I think even if people were watching at home on a Sunday, I th- again, that what made this special, it was a Saturday, which again, time doesn't really mean as much. You don't have to worry about getting up right. early the next day to go to work. I really love the show top to bottom. Bubba? Uh, I think there were some good things. I thought there were a couple of things that were a little wonky. I think they needed to tighten the screws on some stuff. And I have some very, uh, I'll say, controversial opinions about the Moxley versus Omega match. And it was very controversial. There's a lot of people on social media. Some people loved it. Some people hate it. Uh, I thought the show was solid, and it showed a lot of their positives to their audience. Um, and I think if you're a wrestling fan, uh, you and I were discussing off uh, camera or off before the show. Before How about the just show. before the show, because it was before the show. Well, there's also cameras here now, so we're we're movie stars. I get that, but it was before the show. Okay, with no cameras, we. Uh, <laughs> it was a fun show. It was a fun show for that audience as well. And if you weren't, if you were a casual wrestling fan, I think you could also just watch it and be like, "This is some cool stuff." Um, so that's my opinion. When it does come to that last match, though, and I know we're going to dive deeper into it as the show goes on, um, you know, there are no quote-unquote experts in wrestling. It's not like we have degrees or diplomas that make us, uh, you know, doctors, lawyers, or anything like that. But when it comes to that last match, I can't think of anybody but me and you who can dissect it, break it down, and tell you what was good about it and what might not have been so good about it. So uh, I think fans are going to be interested to hear your opinion since we've done that type of stuff so much and at the highest levels. And that's why I think it's so unique to have you both in studio today to talk about this match of all matches because you both would be great to talk about with your experience to talk about not only the match and what happened but even the length of the match a lot of people thought that it went on way too long it was around 40 minutes long did you think bully that this match was too long on saturday i don't believe that any match um can ever be too short or too long just by looking at the clock. A match is too long if you feel like the people have come down. That's when you know it's been going on too long. If you listen to the people, it's just like a concert. You might have a great concert coming on, but if the people start to come down, if the energy levels start to drop, then yeah, you might want to play your last song and take it home. I didn't watch the show live on Saturday night. I was uh, off doing other things. I did watch the show yesterday, and I had heard a lot of feedback about that last match. I'll t- I take the feedback into account, but I never I'll let it uh, affect you know how I enjoyed something. I watched that match, and in about 15 minutes in, I said to myself, these guys are really doing a good job. I was enjoying it. I was enjoying the violence. I've gone on record to say I like Kenny when Kenny is violent and not just wrestling because we get to see a different side of him. Everything was going really well in my eyes until I broke out the mousetraps. 
until they went and did that um, spot with the, I don't even know what you call it. What is it? Barbed like wire a, mattress? A, or something? A yeah, barbed was... wire netting mattress yeah. type of thing. There were, there were things about those spots that to me just reeked of gratuitous CZW-esque violent spots that really made no sense, especially when you're main eventing that show. Um, they're, they're, I think they could have tightened it up. If they would have gotten rid of the mousetraps, if they would have gotten rid of that barbed wire netting, if they would have kept everything close to the ring and the violence close to the ring, I think they would have done um, a much better job of keeping the people at a high level throughout the whole match. On a positive note, those two worked their asses off. They did a great job. Kudos to them for busting their ass and um, following everything that else went on in full gear. Tommy? Uh, for me, and, you know, the moniker, the innovator of violence, it because we've done a lot of stuff like that, you know, it's different when we were in ECW. It was, it was the time. It was our niche. The fans have seen so much since then, and... Violence for the sake of violence isn't so much a good thing. You know, there's people who like horror movies, but there's people who like gore movies. There's people who like metal music. There's people who like death metal. Mm -hmm. And it, it's, at times, I was like, eh, it's maybe time to go home, guys. There was, like I said, those two guys could have told, an, a, I feel, a better story. I enjoyed the match, too, but I feel maybe a better story could have been told where you know when you're taking glass and you're you know you're bumping in glass and you're doing all that stuff. My biggest thing was number one the athletic commission because Maryland has always been a strickler for uh, shows. Even when I wrestle there, they are like, if hey, if you bleed, you got to stop the match. And they always ask you. There's no chairs, no you know garbage cans, no nothing. Mm -hmm. They went all out uh, for that, and I'm sure there was some leniency. I mean, if you remember back in the day, the Great American Bash, when Lex Luger, that match was legit stopped due to blood. And anyone who wrestles in the Baltimore, uh, Maryland area knows the commission is right there to say, hey, you can't do certain things. But um, yeah, there was just there were certain things I don't know if I and I don't know if in today's society because I looked on social media. Like, I know the stuff that we did in ECW would not be accepted today, especially when I saw a lot of social media negative because Kenny Omega is also known as a great wrestler. John Moxley is known as being a great wrestler, and I just think they could have... Any two guys, if I asked Alex and Dave, hey, hit each other with light tubes, hey, uh, drop one guy in this, and then you drop one guy in that, they could do that, and that's not a wrestling match. Those are two guys who are just hitting each other or making them fall into a bunch of things that really, really hurt. Um, when it comes to some of the things that I saw, uh, I, I know for a fact that if I would have ever approached Dreamer during a match and say, hey, you want to do mouse traps," he would have told me, no, that's stupid, and vice versa, or the, or the barbed wire netting. We would have both disagreed with it because there's no story built around it. There's, there's no rhyme or reason, unless there was a, a... Like, I understood why the barbed wire baseball bat was there, and I understood why the, broom, the barbed wire broom was there. I get that. I know why they use tables, and I know why they use chairs, and even brought out some of the broken glass, and then Kenny trying to use the 
glass to cut open Moxley. Like, that made sense because Moxley had put him through a glass table. So, you know, the violence, as long as it makes sense with whatever weapons you're using, is totally okay by me. But when you're just doing things for the sake of doing them, then you're working for the pop. And there's no reason to because those guys are entirely too athletic, creative, and smart workers. And a guy like Moxley, when I see some of those things, like when it comes to the psychology of hardcore, I can tell Moxley was a CZW guy and not an ECW guy. Could you tell anything when it came to Kenny? Because Kenny's never been known for that. He showed another dimension to his persona. So do you think kind of like this was a statement by John Moxley on Saturday night more than anything else? Um, I think this is the type of matches that Moxley has wanted to have for a long time. I think Moxley was doing a lot of the things that he obviously yearned to do in the WWE that he probably never got to do. Like I said, he was a CZW guy, which basically, when you, if you're really honest about it, what are a CZW guys? They're guys that wanted to be ECW guys, but might have not gotten the chance. So in CZW, you saw a lot of gratuitous violence that didn't make sense. In ECW, you would see violence that made sense or was, or was a part of the storyline. Hey, listen, people could sit here and go, hey, Bubba Dreamer, you whipped out lightsabers in a match against the Briscoes. That's levity. And every match should always have just a little bit of levity. That one moment where it lets you breathe for a second or laugh. They fit in on that particular day because Star Wars re was released on that yeah. day. When uh, Also, with the barbed wire netting, when I see Matt and Nick Jackson come out and they really weren't on board with the barbed wire netting. It's like, this is your best friend, but it didn't seem like they wanted to bring out the barbed wire. Why not? That's your friend. He wants the barbed wire netting. You obviously helped him make it or or whatever. Like that was a disconnect for me. So there were, I think there's probably about 10 to 12 minutes in that hardcore match, that lights out main event between the, the mousetraps and the barbed wire netting that I could have done without. They could have got rid of it. They could have tightened it. They could have went straight to cutting the ring away and did the finish there because the cutting of the ring away is such a cool visual. Um, I think that th they could have just used that and went home. You know, for me, I was ringside, so was Bully for the night Sabu and Terry Funk went in the barbed wire. When you are in that much barbed wire, you can't get out of it. I'm sure it wasn't, uh, I don't know if it was real barbed wire, but when you take a bump like that, there's no way you're not going to come out of that shredded. And If you watch Born to be Wired with Terry Funk and Sabu, Terry Funk can no longer move without because he was so engulfed in barbed wire and he was covered from head to toe with blood from all these cuts. Because back in the day, we used real barbed wire. Real barbed wire, uh, fake barbed wire, actually does hurt a little bit more and looks even better. But there's, like, like Bully said, man, I would have taken some parts of that match out as well, especially just because it was, I don't know if it was escalated violence. It was just, just let's keep on doing these bigger bumps for the sake of i feel doing bigger bumps and, and i don't ever feel kenny omega or john moxley need to do that my my favorite part about though and i like the match my favorite part about it this whole time 
uh, they keep talking about what a violent person uh, John Moxley is, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, he really hasn't been that violent. So at least now he's lived up to that moniker yes. of a violent human being because what I've seen, I was just like, eh, not so much. As most of us have found out the hard way, getting into debt is easy. Getting out is hard, especially if your credit score isn't great. Thankfully, now there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that knows you're more than just your credit score and offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off high interest credit card debt. I wish Upstart was around when I was going to college, when I went through my first divorce, when I went through my second divorce. I wish I had Upstart. Upstart goes beyond the traditional credit score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter interest rate. Upstart believes you're more than just your credit score. They believe in you. And they understand that. They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate in just a few minutes. The best part? Once the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. The next day! Over 300,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash busted to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes and won't affect your credit. That's upstart.com slash busted open. Whether you liked it or you loved it, and I'm sure the nation is going to give us their opinions, it got everybody talking. It seemed like everyone was talking on Saturday night. At the end of the day, Tommy, that's got to be a good thing, right? Absolutely. And and I'll tell you what, JR has not missed a beat. Him calling that match, even that you know audio clip that we just heard, sells it as being even bigger. I will also put over how great AEW did of, hey, kind of the show is over. But we promise you this this is a lights out. It's non-sanctioned. It is two guys settling the score. That's old school. They used to do that. And I love the fact that they did that uh, on pay-per-view in 2019 on a new company. When you also said, did they lose viewers? I don't think so. Because they basically told you this was going to be what it what it was. And if you like it, cool. If you don't like it, it was almost like it's it's it was like a free bonus match. You don't you know, if you would have turned off the pay per view right at that part, hey, I think you had your money's worth. Yeah, I mean you could have ended that show with, with Cody and Jericho, and I don't think anybody would have had a problem with it. But bully, do you think that there were fans that were turned off by the violence we saw in the last match? If fans were turned off by that match, it's because people have become too sensitive in pro wrestling. I mean, the th things that you saw in that match, 90% uh, of those things have been going on in hardcore matches for a long time now. And if you even like um, put your toe in the water with some of the hardcore that goes on in the United States, especially like in, especially 
especially in Japan. The death matches in Japan. Yeah, the death matches in Japan where, where, you know, me and Tommy's idols like Terry Funk and, you know, uh, and Cactus Jack and guys like uh, Atsushi Onita, you know, that was what they did and they did it real well. But when you watch those guys have their death matches or their hardcore matches, there's always one thing that there's a common denominator to all these matches and it's psychology and that's why i say the psychology of hardcore doing things that make sense within the story of the match and not just pulling something out to use it sabu was a master of pulling out a table setting it up and then never using it so you actually would forget that the table was even set up and then he'd come back to the table 10 minutes later and the pop would be that much bigger because you forgot the table was there and then they went back to it as opposed to just pulling something out and then using it so let's just take the mouse traps which i was not a fan of and there might be people out there who love the mouse traps mm-hmm. that's totally fine i'm not a fan of it i think it's a little bit um tommy what's the word i, I don't know gratuitous it, it, yeah, yeah gratuitous but it, Violence. Yeah, it's gratuitous, but it's almost like it. it's almost like lowbrow or hokey violence to me. Okay, but when you pull it out, don't use it. Pull it out and pretend it's not even there, and then all of a sudden, five minutes later, back some backdrop somebody onto the mouse traps, as opposed to just bringing it in and then just you know picking up somebody and giving them an inverted vertical suplex on it. So it's like, oh, mouse traps, boom, here's your move. That's it. It's done now. You've used it. It's done. You can't do anything else with it. With something like that, I'm all about getting mileage out of it. Bring it out. Get the oohs and the ahs. Oh, my God, there's mousetraps. What are they going to do with that? And then leave it alone. Let the people work itself up in their own mind. Maybe tease the mousetraps. Maybe back somebody over the mousetraps and they don't hit. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, wham, somebody ends up in the mousetraps. It's all about the build. It's all about the boil. And I don't think we got that with that spot last night. And you know, this isn't... And please, as the listeners, don't think this is an ECW thing because a lot of what I did in ECW, uh, I saw in wrestling growing up in the sense of wrestling was always a violent sport with, we look at the covers of the magazine you got, there's David Von Erich with a a bleeding Ric Flair, Uh, the other magazine, Abdul the Butcher, Black Jack Mulligan, both guys covered in blood, all those magazines sold a lot of it because blood was on the cover. Yes. Bill Apter's books, he even said it sold more when there was blood on the cover. And most of the times, all that stuff kept on escalating because of like the weekly episodic stuff that was going on in television. And, you know, I remember Dusty Rhodes wrestling in barbed wire matches against Terry Funk. I remember, you know, if you saw Puerto Rico and they would have flaming matches and, and, and all that stuff. So, you know, it, it's. Stuff that we did, but yes, it everything had a reason, and I did love the match. I also, straight up, you know, I don't like hardcore wrestling with when, especially on the indies, because, hey, these people are not tested. Their blood isn't tested. At least in AEW, everybody's blood is tested to make sure there's no hepatitis, AIDS, or any of that stuff. And those are the good things. And again, like I said, I thought AEW did an excellent job of... This is what it is. Watch it. Enjoy it. Uh, And what you also said, everybody was talking about it. And that's why I don't think they will lose viewers as well as you look at their social media, Cody Rhodes, 
I'm not able to compete this week. I'm not medically cleared. Uh, Kenny Omega said the same thing, not medically cleared, which is awesome in 2019 because it's giving that realism aspect to it. I know myself and Bully Ray, One Night Stand 2005, if I had to wrestle that Monday, I don't know if I could have because I was that beat up. Um, If they asked me to, I would have probably done it. But if that that was in 2005, in 2019, they said, well, Tommy, you may have gotten your bell rung. Well, Tommy, your ear may fall off. You also can't hear too good. Maybe and you have burns. Maybe you don't want to take uh, you want to take the night off. I think the company would make me take the night off. Those are the betterment of the professional of professional wrestling that AEW is doing for the betterment of the athlete for time to heal. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music, plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. I've never been part of this power rankings, ever. Consider yourself lucky. <laughs> Have you ever been in studio with him during power rankings? I don't think I, so. I, listen, I haven't. And I re- after oh. he invited me today, I realized it was a power rankings day, but I couldn't call out sick. Nice. You better get this right today. Oh, I'm, I'm, let me tell see, you something. I'm three feet away from you, and unlike Sammy, I will punch you in the face. Let me tell you something. Alex Metz actually even helped out. Like this is because he helped. Had, you know why? Because he had Woo-hoo. to throw he had to throw water in my face because the hours I spent on these power rankings. He had to throw like, you know a little water into the eyes to kind of wake me up because it was nonstop hours working on my power. I Mr. Fuji'd him. Yes, with water. Oh, we should have brought salt into the studio and Fuji'd Lagreca in the middle of the power rankings. Fuji, I do have sugar over there if you want to do it. Do it to him. No. Why? I also think uh, Kenny Omega should have Mr. Fuji'd uh, Moxley with all the glass. Yeah. That's a spot. I'm going to do that. He did shove it in his mouth, which was pretty... Actually, you know what? That was cool. Somebody needs to bring back the salt. Somebody needs... The Fuji spot should be brought back. It would be considered racist towards Asians. Salt? Salt? I don't know. I'm just... Telling you <laughs> what people would say in 2019. Salt in the eyes is racist. Well, because the sumo salt, and they say you'd be dis. That's the hard, the greatest characters in the world of professional wrestling can no longer exist today because people would be so upset about them. That's not true. Okay. Look what Oscar's doing with the Green Mist. And judging by that, the great Kabuki did it. Muda did it. Now Oscar does it. Okay, great. I'm all for it. I could just put you in your place. Thanks. All and right, also let's too, get to your Tom, power be good. It would be good for you because your opponent could throw salt in your eyes and then some of it can fall in the french fries you have in your hands. I, <laughs> listen, only Bubba can hit me with fat jokes. That's not a fat joke. <laughs> yeah, you're saying I wrestle with french fries in my pocket. You were eating cake during one of your matches. That was on television. <laughs> the guy that was celebrating OVE. I know the power rank is coming up. I'm going to be on these power rankings because I've had victories this week. Let's hear it. You what was, you what was with Callahan calling you fatty on TV? That's, that's, that's Everybody up. jumps on your stuff. It's okay. <laughs> that's just supposed to be see, me and you. See, Tommy, see, now you know what I go through with Bully. What yeah. do you go with through? The, and no. that's why Sammy Callahan lost. 
What do you go through? No, you go through nothing. Power, Come no. on, let's get to no, it. Wait a second. Wait a second. This needs to be addressed. I have okay? a hernia. All right. Well, this something's a, wrong in my intestines. A, take a knee for a second. Okay. I understand what he's going through because people jump on with the the bully Ray bandwagon, especially with these power rankings. <laughs> I put a lot of time and effort. With time and effort put in for these power rankings, you, there's a respect factor that goes into these power rankings. You shit on them, and now everybody else shits on them. They deserve to be shit on. Times, uh, I hate to put them over us. There is some uh, badness part of these things. Continue. <laughs> Let's go. I want to hear it. All right. <laughs> it's now time. Screw you, Tommy. It's now time for the quintessential Dave LaGreca pro wrestling power rankings. The landscape of pro wrestling has changed. This is a revolution. So it's only fitting that we change along with it, even our rankings. It's amazing how these people just side with you. Welcome to the new see improved Dave LaGreca Pro Wrestling Power Rankings. Woo-hoo! Let's see who's up. Yes! Yes! And who's down. No! No! From Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW, and the rest of the world of pro wrestling in this week's Dave LaGreca Pro Wrestling Power Rankings. All right, time for the Power Rankings Bully. What are you doing? Do your Power Rankings. But why do you have to hover over me? Do your Power Rankings. Come on, let's hear them. This is abuse. This is abuse. Come on. Oh, all right, here we go. Power Rankings. Oh my God, the mass superstars in studio. Legends waiting for my Parax. Here we go at number five. And this is very, very interesting because it's not only about what took place in the ring, but on the microphone when it comes to my number five spot. This isn't about my dad. This isn't about the dead. It's about the living. It's about my mother. It's about my sister. It's about my wife. It's about the 14 years it took me to go from undesirable to un-goddamn-deniable. Cody Rhodes at number five. And I know what a lot of people are thinking. He just lost the championship matchup at full gear. But you can't take away what took place Wednesday on AEW Dynamite. First of all, a hell of a match. On full gear. But on the microphone, some are saying is not only the promo of the year, but maybe the promo of the decade. So at number five, I have Cody Rhodes. You know what? I talk about who lost the match. At number four, I talk about who won the match. The chosen, that is it! The chosen quarter man of Cody has thrown in the towel. Ladies and gentlemen, the MJF has thrown in the towel. Your winner and still all Just so you know, MJF is number one on my human garbage power rankings, but I digress. At number four, Chris Jericho. And again, not only for what took place on Saturday, but Wednesday on AEW Dynamite. Amazing job by both Cody and Chris Jericho with the story building towards Tommy. If you have something to say, wait till the end of the power rankings. This is my time, not your time. At number four, I do have Chris Jericho. What a win at full gear. And again, still your AEW World Heavyweight Champion. At number three, I go to the tag teams in the WWE. Cut you off. 
but uh, you were already at number two? Uh, that was just, I'm about to do number three. Okay. Well, as you know, I was part of a team that won on Tuesday night. Myself, Impact uh, Wrestling. In the main event. Tessa, Daga, Rich Swan. I scored, I wrestled Thursday, I wrestled Friday, I can't tell you, but there was some good stuff going on. Mm -hmm. And uh, I did score two successful victories in an elimination last night in a bar on Sunday. I don't know, maybe I should have been around five. Maybe, I don't know about four, because you're really up in the antes now, so... I'm, I'm hoping I'm at least going to be number three. Well, you're not number three. Because at number three, I have your seven-time tag team champions, the New Day. Again, another victory in the New Day back on top in a tag team division that might be looking up in the WWE. Now, let's see if possibly Tommy Dreamer, who won an elimination match at a bar last night and had a main event match on Tuesday on Access TV for Impact Wrestling. And as he said, a hell of a Thursday and Friday, too. Let's see who's at number two. Oh, no! Elevated paradigm shift! Unfortunately, Tommy, no. not at number two. Uh, John Moxley at number two in the main event at Full Gear, the match that's got everybody talking. So that's John Moxley at two. Now, uh, hang on, uh, I, I am a very violent man. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I was supposed to wrestle Saturday, but that show got canceled. Guido kind of screwed me over. He was my agent for that show, my booking agent. So uh, I was supposed to wrestle in that main event as well. So I know for the canceled show, I could be number one. This is, I don't, ooh, man, I'm so excited. I'm going to be number one this week, and Bubba's going to be mad. Well, here's the thing. John Moxley was in the main event of Full Gear, won the match, and had everybody talking. So maybe, just maybe, Tommy Dreamer is at number one. Let's see. Caught again in the Carapulta Clutch! Unfortunately, Tommy, Shayna Baszler at number one for what she did on Raw, for what she did on SmackDown, for what she did on Wednesday night on NXT. I mean, Shayna Baszler had one hell of a week. So unfortunately, Tommy, here's my power rankings for this week. At number five, Cody Rhodes. At number four, Chris Jericho. At number three, the New Day. At number two, John Moxley. And at number one, unfortunately, Tommy, if I could do it all over again, maybe, just maybe, you would make it at number five. But Shayna Baszler at number one. For my power rankings. Man, that's, uh, I thought I was going to come close. You came close. You were, I believe, my calculations carry the one. I would have had you at 18 this week. I wrestled Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Supposed to wrestle Saturday. That cancel show alone should have had me at oh, uh, right. a higher then rankings. You, then you take the cancellation from Saturday. <laughs> that's what dropped so me. I, I, so that's I, what dropped me out of the so This is like Steiner math. So actually, this You're week, this week <laughs> I have you at number twenty-seven. Oh, number twenty-seven on my, I'm my power rankings this week. <laughs> oh my God, you look like Kramer. 
Actually, I might even put Bully higher than you on the power rankings this week. Really? Why? Well, I don't know. It seems like the WWE on a daily basis just stealing his ideas from this show. So well, AEW too. They listen. They, yeah, AEW too. Every major company is taking the Bully ideas that he just just throws out on a daily basis. So on you you, you got to love Braun Strowman and Tyson Fury no, being so tag team. Right? The B team comes out. The, you know, and I'm like, wait a second. This is exactly what Bully said on the show. And then you got to love Moxley and Omega cutting away the ring, right? Yeah, I've seen that before. (laughs) I believe in Boston with Bully and Sting. That was the only time I've ever seen that. That was pretty cool. That was awesome. It was one of Sting's best matches. I I think it was... Definitely one of his best matches in Impact. I I would probably say for Sting's career, top five match in Sting's career. I um, well, that's a hell of a compliment. I'll take that one. I appreciate that. I really enjoyed uh, working with him because he was able to handle the physicality, and he would hit you back, and he would hit you back hard. So that's why I like being in the ring with him. And that was, I know that was in Boston. I know it was a pay-per-view. I want to say, was it Slamboree? Uh, Slammiversary. Slammiversary. Something like that. Slammiversary. Something like that. Let's get back to your, your power rankings. Right, you got to so switch two and four. You put Jericho <laughs> at two and Moxley at four? How could you not? I, I, I Jericho did, defended his championship. He did. And with help. MJF threw no. in the towel. No, no, MJF no, 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 no. Human Jericho defended his championship. Moxley won a match. We, a match that everyone's talking Doesn't about. Doesn't matter Bully. that people are talking about it. Defending, we started the show. Defending, then why didn't we start the show with Jericho? Defending your then? championship is a stronger accomplishment than winning a match. Did we start with Moxley or did we start with Jericho? It's today? because you're a mark for Moxley and you wanted to start the show with him. Tommy? Um, uh, I know we've been friends for a long, long time. I'm kind of agree. It pains me, and I also have something sticking out of my side. We got to look at uh, off air, uh, in my abdomen area. Um, I agree that Moxley's victory was bigger than Jericho's because more people were talking about the Moxley Omega match than they were the Jericho. They were talking about gratuitous violence. Gratuitous. They, they Stop were... adding a T Gratu- like you fat. You're, you're fat. Your jowls, your jowls just make it happen. As in Tommy gratuitous. is fat. Tommy is fat. F-A-T-T. Gratuitous. There you They're go. talking about the match because of mousetraps and barbed wire netting. Jericho deserves to be at number two because he had a 30-minute World Heavyweight Championship match in which he def- uh, defended his championship against a guy that everybody uh, wanted to see win. Jericho's accomplishment was more powerful than Moxley's. Do I think? Did I say Moxley doesn't belong on the list? Absolutely not. As a matter of fact, you could take the New Day out of three and put them at four and put Moxley at three. So you have Jericho at two, Moxley at three. And that's the way the power rankings should have went because that's what would have made sense based on performance. Performance. But typical Dave LaGreca does oh, what typical man. Dave LaGreca does. Oh, my God. You are such... All right. This is where I got to bring in Metsy for a second. Alex Metz, our producer, what do you think of this argument? Be the voice of reason, I mean, sir. What do I think of it? 
Like do like do I agree? What? Or do what I disagree? Son of a bitch! Why is. do you need Why? to chase the I, hug I'm in not the room? Chasing a hug. You I are. asked the question. You're begging. You're you're almost. You, you know why? You know why you asked him? Because you know before we came on the show today that he loved that match so much that there's a good chance I'm that he's going to agree with you. Show, just looking for anybody you to be th- on your First side. Of all, please like me. By please the way, like me. please agree with by me. By the way, Alex Metz, wise ass. Why? What do you think? I'm asking you. What do you think? Do you think Moxley should be two or Jericho? Oh, there's the question. Thank you. Moxley, oh, two or Jericho. Uh, I what actually, is your I actually agree with the rankings as they are presented. I, I think Shayna Baszler had the biggest week. I think Moxley is every, what everybody's talking about. I think Jericho only won because MJF threw in the towel. I think that the rankings are as they should be. And the New Day won the championships. It's almost like he did the rankings. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the SiriusXM app. Obviously, Cody Rhodes is not Iron Balls McKenty because he took that shot from the nuts from MJF, went right down. MJF, as Excalibur said, human garbage. Yeah. I wasn't a... I love the match, and I agree why maybe that power rankings is the way it is because with interference, which you did say, um, that match, If I think we can all agree that Cody's promo going into it was probably promo of the year and or talked us into watching that pay-per-view. And it was so full of emotion, so full of greatness. You had everyone wanting to cheer for Cody, which is a what a babyface should do, but I think you could have really stretched out MJF turning on him. It got the result that they wanted, um, but man, I would have loved to seen it go a little bit longer. And bully the one thing that, and and maybe I'm looking too much into it, or maybe you know not looking in the right way. The end of that matchup. When you saw those walls of Jericho and you saw MJF and you saw him pick up that towel, I was almost looking about it. I actually tweeted it. You know, it reminded me of Arnold Skolan with Backland and the Iron Sheik. And you didn't see Arnold Skolan throwing the towel. You just saw the towel getting thrown into the ring. I thought that would have played a lot better in that matchup if you didn't see MJF pick it up. Because once you saw him pick up that towel, you almost thought he was going to throw it in. And here's the thing. And I'm and I'm wondering if our friend JR would like to have this one back. Because if you go back and you watch the match... There's a hard camera shot on Jericho and Cody while Cody's in the walls. And you didn't have to be looking at MJF at that particular moment. As a matter of fact, there's no reason to be looking at MJF because he's just standing in the corner. But when MJF bent down is when JR said, hey, what's MJF doing with that towel? immediately my attention is taken to MJF and I immediately now know what's going to happen. I wish they would have shot it differently and I wish JR would have never said, hey, what's he doing with that towel? It was kind of reminiscent to me of when Heenan said, you know, when Hogan was coming down at Bash at the Beach and Heenan said, but whose side is he on? I was like, wow, JR. Uh, You know, it it, kind of... 
tipped it for me. Now, maybe they did that on purpose. I'm not sure. And if they did do that on purpose, fine. That's the way they wanted to go about it. I would have went about it differently. Dave, like you said, I would have had the towel come into the shot out of nowhere. But I would have never used the towel. There would be no reason for MJF to throw in a towel to stop the match. What MJF should have done was thrown in his scarf. Because the scarf could have been symbolic of the towel. You could have seen MJF get up on the apron and look at the referee and throw in the scarf. And the referee could have looked at the scarf as if that's the throwing in of the towel. That would have been very symbolic. Now the match ends. Obviously, you're going to get people that are disappointed, okay? You're going to get that moment with MJF down on his knees. He's he's second-guessing himself. He doesn't know what to do. Cody's up, and he's frustrated. I don't know if I would have had Cody up so quick and so frustrated, but I understand what they did, and I understand what they were trying to get at. After MJF did what he did, after he turned on Cody, what I would have done if I was MJF, is take his scarf and I would have blotted the face of Cody Rhodes. I would have gotten all of Cody's blood on that scarf. And that's the scarf that I would wear from now until the end of my days. That scarf could have been MJF's Shroud of Turin. The shroud that Jesus' blood was on, that could have been representative, represented with that scarf. Because to AEW fans, Cody walks on water. Cody is, to AEW, what Dusty was to the NWA. And to have Cody's blood on MJF's scarf that he would have stopped the match with, right there is your moment in time that would have lived forever. And would have been the could have been part of your story moving forward. Whew. Forever. What do you think? I love it. I love it too. It makes uh, sense. Um, I agree with the towel part. And you know, when Dave went back, and you guys had posted that on the uh, busted open account, when the towel just came in, it was shock value for the wrestling fans because it did. It came out of nowhere, and we we're like, "What? There's no way that just happened." So, kind of the same thing, but when you once you see the towel, you know, and like MJF never has a towel. I do really do like the idea with the scarf. That's a, that's a good one. You got booking 101. And listen, or, you know, like Bully said, you can throw in a scarf or you could still throw in the towel. But I love the idea of the scarf where he, like, gets down on his knees and he actually uses that scarf to wipe away Cody's blood and then do what he did to Cody, again, screwing him out of... Probably, as we know right now, never being able to go after that championship again. Great. I'm glad that Cody never will go after that championship again. And it's for the same reason that we spoke about in the past about Dusty. I never cared about Dusty chasing a championship. And Tommy, correct me if I'm wrong. The only reason Cody would, uh, the only reason Dusty would chase championships is if they didn't have anybody else better at the time to chase for that championship. Dusty was at his best when he was in a blood feud. Yep. Cody now has his blood feud. And if 
And if MJF would have used that scarf to wipe off Cody's face, that blood could have lived on forever. MJF could have worn that scarf at every appearance, during every promo, constantly reminding everybody, the blood of Cody Rhodes is on my hands because I did this to him. You know, we we talk about AEW. They're still in their infancy. We're coming up on week six. People know the storyline of MJF and, and Cody being his best friend through social media, but again, it's week six of a friendship where, man, maybe they could have had a tag title run. Maybe you could have done a a lot more stuff. You all knew MJF was going to turn on him because he's the heel and he's the scumbag, Mm -hmm. but you didn't know when. You could have gotten more longevity out of that. To, To Bully's point with that scarf, man, that is pure, pure money that he could have that for the longest time and when you talk about wrestling fans remember when Jericho said about MJF like whoever wore a scarf uh and the whole people snickered it's an inside joke but now that scarf has relevance for its entire run of however long MJF and that kid could be an announcer that could be could be a commentator for the rest of his days and his career and that's and that's a moment as Bully said, would not only be remembered, that's a moment you can go back 25, 30 years from now. Listen, it was a great match. So was Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan. But that story going in, what do you remember? That Piper's Pit, when Andre tore off the shirt and, and, and ripped the crucifix and he was bleeding in his chest. Like, that was an important moment in that story that you always remember. You always remember that Piper's Pit. That would have been a moment that you could have probably would have been synonymous with MJF moving forward. And this is what I talk about, about paying attention to the details, storyline points, things that could have stayed with you for so long. There's reasons why Dreamer and Raven went as long as it did because there was always moments in history that they could go back to. The moment that Beulah had to tell Raven that her baby was really Tommy's, that was the foundation of the story that would lead on forever. If Dreamer were to fight Raven right now, you would know why they still had animosity because Beulah was sleeping with Tommy and not Raven. And that's what those moments in time that will last forever, that scarf, MJF having the blood of Cody Rhodes on that scarf, MJF being able to leave the ring and take that scarf filled with Cody's blood and bring it over to his mother and show it to his mother, that moment would have lived on forever. This is the deep-rooted storytelling that would put AEW over the top. I love it. Speaking of which, man, man, I I know the Rhodes family. Uh, Michelle did an amazing job because she's as real as real can get. That's your mom watching that. It had such great elements. Her slapping Jericho was just like, she's tough, trust me. And uh, another great thing that I loved what JR said was she's no stranger to seeing roads bleed and then but the difference was that's her son and i was so whoa jr like he was on top of his game and i love that about him and really quick because you you brought up that segment and how that segment how that match how that end with the scarf could have been better 
kudos to not only Jim Ross, because to me, JR, you know, we talked about that Moxley Omega match, and Moxley during that match gave the, you know, gave the middle finger to the camera, almost like an F U to 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 the WWE. That performance by JR on Saturday was almost like a fuck you to all the fan criticism that he's been getting since joining AEW. I mean, I thought that was one of the best commentating performances that I've heard in a long, long time. And I kind of popped when uh, somebody did a suicide dive and uh, JR went, JR's like, and there's a suicide dive, and then I guess Excalibur goes like, uh, oh, Topeda Suicida, and JR's like, yeah, whatever, it's just dive. <laughs> you know, just something like yeah, that. Yeah, it yeah. was such an F you to everybody. It's like, I'm JR, I know what I'm doing, I'm going to do what I do. If you don't like it, screw you. And, and, and you know what? When it comes to storytelling, listen, if you're going to have a spot fest match, JR is going to do his best to tell as much of a story, despite the fact that the two guys in the ring aren't doing fuck all to tell a story. So that's where you got to give him credit. Now, when you get something like Jericho and Cody who are telling a story, that's a 90 mile an hour fastball right down the pipe into JR's wheelhouse. And that's why he does such a phenomenal job with it. And that's where you, as a commentator, I would think you could lay back a little bit in that type of a match because they're doing such a great story in telling that story where in certain matches you have to do a better job of telling the story because the performers may not be doing that in the ring. Yeah, and it's called laying out. He said yeah, it all the time. Yeah, laid out. Thank you. Laid out. It was also a little beat that they missed, which I was shocked also, and, and Tommy's going to know where I'm coming from. I'm surprised that Jericho did not drag Cody over by his mom. I would have loved to have seen Jericho put Cody on his ass right in front of his mother and start punching that gash in his head wide open in front of his mother, making his mother watch her son get the piss beat out of him. And then when Jericho went to go say something stupid to Michelle, that's when the slap in the face would have happened. It's, it's little things like this to me that make these stories even bigger. I mean, think about it, Dave. If, 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 if you, you know, uh, you know if, if your daughter was in the studio right now and somebody was beating her up right in front of your eyes, the rage that would brew in you, you would boil to yep. the point where you'd want to smack them across the face. Same thing there. Tiny little beat I thought they missed, but they still got the job done. Also, too, got to give kudos to MJF. When he was on his knees in front of Cody and you saw the tears in his eyes, for a second, for just a brief second, I thought maybe it's not going to happen right now. Tommy, you said, hey, maybe they should have let that go a little bit. Maybe they should have taken a little bit longer before you see, saw that heel turn. With the expression on his face, that was priceless from MJF, and he is the perfect heel for AEW. Absolutely. I mean, and he will be the personified heel because when people cheer for him, he basically tries turning on them. He is well beyond his ring age for how good of a bad guy he is about to be. This is the door is wide open now for MJF. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? 
Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.